Thank you for traveling with Amex Platinum. To your right, you'll see Oceanside Relaxation at a fine hotel and resort property. When booked through Amex Travel, you can enjoy complimentary breakfast for 2 and 4 p.m. late checkout. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. When you drive a vehicle so reliable it's backed by a 10-year, 100,000-mile limited warranty, you stop thinking about what you can't do and start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, Sharp Money presented by DraftKings. This is VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. We welcome you back. I'm Patrick Maher, live from Los Angeles. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson, downtown Las Vegas. Our partner, of course, DraftKings US trading lead is Brennan White. And we say hi to Brennan at Brennan White14. And as we do, we let you know the breaking news. The Falcons are going to hire Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris as their next head coach. Of course, the Falcons interviewed 14 different head coaching candidates, including Bill Belichick, Mike Rabel, Jim Harbaugh. But it's going to be Morris, who had an opportunity in the same division, NFC South, when he was young with the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. And now he gets another opportunity. As we say hi to Brennan White. Brennan, I believe Belichick got up to a $4 favorite. Was he minus 400 to become the next Falcons head coach at one point? At one point, yeah, he was. Um, he was minus 150 uh, most recently when we had the market up. From our okay. perspective, Morris being hired is a disappointment. Um, the only selection we lost money on in that market was Belichick not to be the head coach of an NFL team next year. That looks increasingly likely. Um, I think it's sort of an indictment of him as a as a coaching candidate for a new organization, right, where the front office is kind of aware that they're all going to lose their jobs and he's getting yeah. up there in age. You're, you're bringing in an entirely new culture. Um, so yeah, it's sort of disappointing news for us, but not terribly surprised that I don't mind the Morris hire. It sounded like he crushed his interview. So Brennan, Lamal, let me just say Sorry, this to you. The commanders are going to hire Ben Johnson. Yep. And I, Brennan, I'm just saying that that's my assumption. And maybe you have odds after I ask them all, I want to go to you on that. But Lamal, the wild card is Seattle. Because I don't really know. Dan Quinn feels like a guy that would be a front runner there. But Washington feels like Ben Johnson's job. And then there's Seattle. Those are the two that are left. Yeah, you mentioned it. Ben Johnson looks like almost a for sure candidate, depending on when Detroit seasons and excuse me, seasons end to go to Washington. I don't see Belichick being a good fit in Seattle just based on the climate with that team, that culture, Geno Smith. I, I don't know. It would be an interesting hire. I think you're right on Dan Quinn there. Uh, so for me, it would be a bit of a surprise. Do you, Brennan, do you have a market for Seattle and Washington right now? 
Uh, we currently don't. I think Ben Johnson is just a lock to go to Washington, and and I think Quinn would be such a short favorite that we'd sort of struggle to take money anywhere else. Um, yeah, I, I think you know, given how the dominoes have fallen, that those seem very likely outcomes. Just a quick okay. follow up to the coaching there, Patrick. Brennan, let's say Ben Johnson gets hired a week after the Super Bowl, Lions get to the Super Bowl, and he gets hired there. How much of an adjustment do you guys make on a futures market on a new head coach coming in uh, once the new uh, Super Bowl odds are pro- posted for the 2025 Super Bowl? Yeah, so we actually put our, our next year's Super Bowl uh, odds up last week at the conclusion of those playoff games. Uh, and we just had this conversation around Harbaugh to the Chargers. I think there's two things to consider. One is, you know, how much better is that coach going to make that team next year? But the other thing to consider is how much publicity is that hire going to get? Obviously, with Harbaugh to the Chargers, we knew we were going to get an influx of Chargers money. We knew the market was going to drop on them. So we tried to, you know, act first and kind of charge people a little bit more if they were going to jump in on that news. I think Harbaugh is the type of guy who can have a really big impact in his first season just because of the culture changes that he'll bring. The Chargers have always struggled with sort of the details, uh, and Harbaugh is known as a guy who's kind of a taskmaster and really likes to make sure that everything is, is buckled down and guys are playing their roles. So I think you could see the Chargers be more successful next year under Harbaugh. For other coaches, you know, guys like Ben Johnson going to Washington, I think Washington is such a long shot that – it's not going to change the price all that much. And he's not a guy that I think generates enough publicity for us to, to drop their price significantly. Brennan White joining us, our teammate at DraftKings, U.S. team lead on the trading room floor. So, Brennan, we started the show two hours and four minutes ago. And when we did, you had the San Francisco 49ers laying seven and a half even. I said... I threw it out to the audience, like, let's play a game. Will the hook last the whole three hours? The I said, there's no way. Well, it hasn't. You guys have now returned to seven. Okay, so seven and a half when we open the show. It's now San Francisco laying seven. And as you say in your notes, this one's been a fun one. Walk us through it. This one has been a fun one. This is the most manually intensive main line we've had to take care of all season. Um, we have such a discrepancy between public money and sharp money that I think you'll see this move to both sides of seven at least one more time before the game kicks off. Um, The public's all over Detroit. They love the Lions to win this game, win the Super Bowl. They love their money line, getting a, a high price on them. But the Sharps, as soon as we touch six and a half, are flooding in on the Niners. So we went to seven thinking, okay, this is kind of where we're going to balance out. And then we still were taking sharp money on the seven. And we have the Niners projected as just over eight point favorites. So we're kind of comfortable testing the waters at seven and a half. But we're expecting the public money to continue coming in as we get closer to the weekend. Most people like to bet the morning of the game or the night before. So it's just a question really around our liability tolerance on the Lions money line, sort of balanced out with our kind of true projection of how this game is going to go and, and how much we want to side with the Sharps. But yeah, there's going to be a lot of fluctuation. There's going to be a lot of real-time decision-making that needs to happen between now and then as we see more money come in. Brennan, let's go to the other game. You currently are sitting at four with uh, Baltimore and po- tremendous liability with Baltimore minus three and three and a half. Uh, is there been a player since, uh, I don't know whom, maybe Brady, that has kind of 
commands the market the way Patrick Mahomes and Andy Reid as a player and a coach do? Because we were talking about this. We did not think there would be a possibility this one gets to four and a half. Do you believe it gets there? And just your assessment on how Mahomes and Reid impact the betting market. Yeah, that's a that's a great great call out. Um, I do not believe that there's a player coach combo since Brady Belichick that have sort of commanded the playoff uh, interest and respect that that Mahomes and Reed have and continue to do. Um, we know that the Chiefs money is coming. We know that we're going to end up meeting Baltimore, and we're sort of having to adjust our opinions on the fly of how much money is going to come in. Um, we haven't seen the money on the Chiefs this playoffs that we have in years past, so that is definitely a consideration. Uh, but I, I'd be surprised if the game gets to four and a half just because of the expectation that that money will come in. If it does, it probably won't last long there. The game will probably move towards the Chiefs the morning of um, as, as that money floods in. This is good for betters. I want to read the last paragraph from Brennan. No weather concerns on the injury front. Looks like Baltimore is going to get Humphrey and Andrews back. That's big. But Brennan says Pacheco is adamant he'll play, but we're pretty convinced he won't be close to 100%. Brennan also says Debo is truly questionable. We're projecting 55% to play. Ragnow, the Lions' best player, their center, will play, but he's seriously banged up, banged up. And again, he's crucial for the Lions rushing attack. Brennan, just take all of that and do anything you want with it. Go ahead. Sure. Yeah, I think the highlight here is obviously Debo. Um, whether he plays or not will have a big impact uh, on on the, the main line, but also on all the props. So we're really, really keeping a close eye on his injury. Given the situation, we've kind of bumped him up to slightly more likely to play than not. If this were a regular season game, I think there's no chance he plays. But it's entirely up in the air. He continues to not practice. The Niners are sort of understandably not giving a lot of uh, information one way or the other. So as soon as he's ruled in or out 90 minutes before the game kicks off, prices are going to move wildly. Um, and I think that, you know, if, if you're a better that really likes uh, the Lions in this game, I would say take them now before he's potentially ruled out and the price gets worse. As far as the other guys, um, Humphreys and, and Humphrey and Andrews will have some impact. I think there's a question mark about how many snaps they'll get. I think Pacheco is where we're different from the market the most. He has said he'll play, and everybody's pricing him as if he's going to play and be close to 100%. I think the fact that he has yet to practice or take any kind of real action um, indicates that he might not get the same snap share that he would usually, and so we're a little bit lower on some of his props. Brennan, you mentioned you guys potentially would have had the line at eight or eight and a half on the 49ers. You had it at six and a half on the opener and then went to uh, seven pretty quickly. Is it just simply based on what you have power rated uh, San Francisco all year long? And that's why you also have them as the favorite still to win the Super Bowl? Or is it perceived as an easier path because they have Detroit, whereas the uh, KC plays Baltimore and vice versa? Yeah, it's definitely a little bit of both. I think Detroit has overperformed in the playoffs and they probably should have lost that Rams game if we're, uh, if we're being honest with ourselves. And I think, I think the only concern we have um, in this game is that the Niners' best weapon is their secondary. And the Lions have the dynamic rushing attack with Gibbs and Montgomery to find some areas where they can 
be successful on offense, keep the ball, have long drives, limit the number of possessions the Niners can get. And if Purdy turns the ball over a time or two, then this gets really interesting. Um, I think that if this were the Super Bowl, the line would be less than seven because I think with two weeks to prepare, the Lions find ways to, to stay in this game and keep it close. But I think with only one week to prep, with Ragnar banged up, um, they kind of have one path to success, and there are some question marks around how well they can execute that. Tremendous. Tremendous information, as always. Brennan White, DraftKings U.S. Trading Lead, at Brennan White 14 on Twitter. Brennan, we will speak to you next week. Thank you very much. Thank you, guys. Thank you. Okay. There he goes. Great notes. The Pacheco. And Dustin just sent, uh, I watched it while he was talking, too. Uh, Debo's going to go. Okay, Dustin just sent this from 49ers on NBCS. He's running routes and he looks sharp. What'd you say, Dustin? Sorry. From five minutes ago at practice, running, looking perfectly fine. Like there's no way that person that's running right there isn't going to play in the NFC Championship game. He's suited up and everything. He's got pads on, whatever. Yeah, my again, what what you get from Debo? That's a different question. But he is I, my this video says he's going to go. We'll come back with the Morris news next. When you drive a vehicle so reliable, it's backed by a ten-year, one hundred thousand mile limited warranty. You stop thinking about what you can't do start doing what you never thought possible. Visit your local Kia dealer today to see what you're capable of in a vehicle that inspires confidence around every corner. Kia, movement that inspires. Call 800-333-4KIA for details. Always drive safely. Limited inventory available. Warranties include 10-year, 100,000-mile powertrain and 5-year, 60,000-mile basic. Warranties are limited. See retailer for details. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, it's Sharp Money, and remember, vcin.com's got a brand new paint job, brand new look, enhanced navigation, mobile first focus, improved functionality, expanded educational content. They did a great job putting together the new vcin.com. Go check it out, bookmark it. You're going to love it. Got you back here, Sharp Money, presented by DraftKings. 
Again, it is VSIN, the Esports Betting Network. I'm all Shaw, Dustin Sweetelson. I'm Patrick Maher. And the big news broke. We had a, our guest on about, I'd say, 20 minutes ago now. And Schefter hit us with the Shefty bomb. And that is the Falcons' plan to hire Rams defensive coordinator Raheem Morris as their head coach. Again, what's fascinating here is the Falcons interviewed, they were extensive. And they interviewed 14 different head coaching candidates. Those candidates did include two interviews with Belichick, Bill Belichick two interviews with Mike Vrabel, an interview with Harbaugh. Jim Harbaugh, who took the Chargers job today, was scheduled to fly tomorrow. That's what agents do. They say, put in the media that Harbaugh's got a second interview tomorrow with the Falcons. So that means the Chargers have to say, no, don't leave, and we're going to give you more money. So that's all just gamesmanship. But I think, Amal, the fascinating part here, and the three of us were in agreement. Look, if Bill Belichick were, I disagree a little bit with what Dustin said is I'm sure his football acumen and his ability to coach a football team is still just as good as it was 10 years ago. As far as Belichick now, Amal, you've taken, and I think worthy shots at him without Brady. You can simply look at the record. Maybe we've overjudged a bit, but we all agree he's a great coach. Okay, that's enough. But I think that the conversation, like there's got to be some specificity when he is talked about in another head coaching job because Arthur Blank has long had an infatuation with him. He's an older owner of the Falcons. Belichick's 72 years old, 71 years old. So I guess my point would be the commanders are left. They got a young GM. They're going to go Ben Johnson. Seattle's left. They just got rid of a guy that's older because they want to infuse their organization with you. So that's known even next year when openings arise, there will be openings like the Belichick situation is is going to become very specific because it was setting up perfectly for him to land in Atlanta. Oh, you're absolutely right about that. And I think there's a few factors in play here. Yes, there's no question. Belichick, in my estimation, is the de- best defensive coach in the history of the National Football League. I still have some question marks as the head coach. And then Arthur Blank, you mentioned his infatuation or he was enamored with Bill Belichick, chose not to go that route. And I think there was a couple of things in play here. You look back just outside of football, Arthur Blank and Bernie Marcus founded Home Depot. This has been a absolute stalwart in terms of you know, where people go to purchase things for their homes in terms of improvements and things. And there were customer services, what they wanted. And you look at Arthur Blank, when you see him and how players and people that have worked for the organization view him, it's always been in a positive light. And I think some of the thing that hurt Belichick a little bit was, I get you don't want to give information to the media, but Patrick, you've talked about this many, many times on this show with Sean McVay. He may not give you inside information, but he understands how to answer questions to the media. There has to be some of that taken into consideration I'm not saying Belichick is abrasive, but he's not exactly Santa Claus when a kid's coming up for a photo op at the mall. And so at some point in time, you need to be a little bit more cordial, go along to get along in certain situations. And I think Raheem Morris, look, last three years, the Rams haven't been elite defensively. They've won 27 games, but during that stretch, they gave up about 21 points per game over the three years in 21 through 23 as a collective. So he deserves credit for that. And then I think his personality, the likability factor, being able to relate to players get along with them all those things are important and if we're being completely fair and you look at Belichick's success there's no question it's been a a ton but if you look at the last couple of seasons the decision to make the change from Matt Patricia to off excuse me defensive coordinator to offensive coordinator all these things have to be questioned when you're looking to bring in your next head coach and you've been a seven and ten team the last three years admission time 
Belichick being hired would be like when I went to see Santa because all the pictures of me going to see Santa, I was bawling my eyes out because that's scary. Like, dude, that's a strange guy in a big Santa suit. I'm not sitting on homie's lap and I am not hiring Belichick. So again, this I'm trying to be kind. Okay. Like you're hiring vibes when you hire Belichick. And I think there was a come to G like a meeting with Arthur blank and a lot of people where they sat him down and said, look, we know you love the guy. We know you revere the guy. He's a great coach, but whether or not it's purposeful, he just doesn't present himself or kind of create a very fun environment. Okay, so just so you know, we're signing up for that for the next three years. Is that what you want? And apparently they decided no, Dustin. And it's remember, it's still like a job that people go to an office every day to do. And when you have someone like that who's in charge, everyone's going to kind of fall in line after that based on how they act. And I think that's a, a tremendous point. I think when you when you're looking at the hiring process for Atlanta, if you hired Bill Belichick, you're hiring him for who you who he was, who who what he's accomplished in the league. If you hire Raheem Morris, you're hiring based on what he can be, right? We still know like there's room to grow for Raheem Morris. And another aspect is when you bring in Belichick, you're relinquishing all control of your entire organization to Bill Belichick. And I think the area of scouting and drafting is probably the strongest case I can make that he just isn't seeing the things that need to be seen as a talent evaluator. That to me is number one where, where he slipped the most is evaluating talent and drafting players. Second is I don't think his teams are very good, especially on the offensive side of things. And I know he's a defensive guy, but he still plays a role in the offensive game plan. So the Falcons chose Rich McKay, keeping him as like the president of the organization, the continuity that comes with that, Terry Fontenot, the GM, and they get to bring in Raheem Morris, a guy they're familiar with, was the interim head coach after Dan Quinn was let go in 2020, and I think he makes a lot of a, a, a lot of sense because I like giving guys a second chance because he's not He's not the same guy he was when he made the mistakes because he's learned from the mistakes, but he's still the guy that impressed people at like, like 32, 33 years old to get a head coaching job in the NFL. And I also like he's the opposite of Arthur Smith. If you're going to make a change of head coach, I like when it comes to leadership. We had a guy who's kind of a hardo, kind of pain to be around, really stubborn. You're bringing in a guy players want to play for. I found a quote from Les Snead from a few weeks ago on Raheem Morris. He will hire an unbelievable staff. I'm pretty sure there will be a lot of tampering charges because just about every player will text him wanting to play for him. I just think the contrast to Smith, the familiarity with Atlanta, him being a leader of men is the vibe I get from him. I freaking love this hire for the Falcons. Yeah, he was the head coach for the Falcons. 9 10, Raheem Morris, and 11. 3 and 13, 10 and 6 in year two, then 4 and 12. They fired Morris and went to Greg freaking oh. Shianu. <laughs> oh! Are you kidding? Maybe that shtick works in college, but thinking Shiano was going to work in the pros was a wild stretch by the Glazer family. Now, just the thought about Raheem Morris, I was thinking about this while you were talking about him and why I like him. He's had an opportunity since 09 to have his representatives plant a lot of stuff in the media about how he deserves a second chance, and I haven't heard boo. 
That's like, fair. <laughs> he's just gone about doing his job, done a hell of a job as a defensive coordinator the past few years with the Rams. But I guess what I'm saying is I haven't really noticed like the ego. I haven't really noticed the hey, look at me nature that you see so frequently a la Jim Harbaugh pretending like he was flying back to Atlanta for another interview. I, I think it's a great point. I haven't heard a thing, and I would say there's no ego. And then one other thing I would add, how about the fact for the last three years, winning a Super Bowl with the Rams and being under, arguably, the best coach in the National Football League in Sean McVay. I mean, there's going to be some positives we talk about with guys coming from the Saban tree in college. Now you apply that there. And the Falcons, when you just look at what they have offensively as a core, minus the quarterback situation, you feel pretty good. They had some injuries on the defensive side of the ball, but not bad. They've got some decent talent there. They're in a weak division. I think this could be a perfect marriage all the way around, but the big question is, guys, the offseason. Baker and Kirk Cousins, the only two free agents, so who do you get to become your quarterback? That's where the real challenge is for Raheem Morris and Terry Fontenot. Would you guys classify the two today Canales with the Panthers and Morris with the Falcons as two shockers. The, Canales is the, the biggest shock. That's a shocker. I, I thought Dave Canales was interviewing for jobs so that maybe in like two or three yes. cycles from now, get a job. He right. would get exactly. a job. I yeah, did yeah. not think that. It's dude- like giving the speech at the Democratic National Convention. Yes. <laughs> you have the person speak about the person bef- for the next four years. <laughs> yeah, I do. I'm, I'm shocked. Raheem Morris, I am pleasantly surprised but not shocked that that Raheem Morris got hired I am flabbergasted Dave Canales is a head coach in the NFL that's not saying he won't do a great job but also one last point on uh Morris Jonathan Jones of CBS tweeted a few minutes ago he thinks he would bring Zach Robinson the pass game coordinator from the Rams so essentially what you have is not one but two McVay disciples now on the Falcons in charge of the team overall and Morris and the offense and Robinson that's the whole goal here have that McVay system under your franchise. How about a second round pick to the Bears for Justin Fields who are going to take Caleb Williams? Oh, I've wanted Fields in Atlanta this whole time. Please make it happen. I like that. Hey, by the way, McVay is going to have the best coaching tree of all time by the time he turns 40. (laughs) He's not even 40. Um, That guy's annoying. He's not. You know what? Too much success. Nobody deserves it. Matt Derrick, Chiefs, next. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, get a VSIN Pro annual subscription for $199. So you get everything we offer the best bets, the betting splits, big game betting guides, all for $199 for the year. Use that promo code SHARP. Go to vsin.com slash subscribe for more information. Okay, we're going to head to the Chiefs. Chiefsdigest.com. He's on the beat. Matt Derrick is going to join us here on Sharp Money. And Matt went through a painstaking process to get up on Skype. So we do appreciate the extra effort. Amal Shaw, Dustin Sweet. I'm Patrick Maher at Matt Derrick on Twitter. So we'll get to the Chiefs in a bit of a role where I think they can feel disrespected as that number continues to climb. But Matt, I want to give you an opportunity, if you don't mind, to talk about the head coaching hires, because we just had breaking news. Raheem Morris is hired by the Atlanta Falcons or to be hired by the Atlanta Falcons. We had Jim Harbaugh hired by the Chargers and Dave Canales, a shocker, hired by Carolina. A reaction to those three? 
Well, obviously, the one that's of most interest in Kansas City is definitely Harbaugh going to the Chargers. And um, there's some heavyweights now in the AFC West between Harbaugh, Sean Payton, Andy Reid. And Antonio Pierce obviously had a great run as the interim with the Raiders. And and there's a lot of respect for Antonio Pierce and the Chiefs organization. Obviously, he was with uh, Steve Spagnuolo in New York. Um, Spagnuolo tried to get Antonio Pierce on the staff in Kansas City, and he, he just wasn't ready to get into coaching yet. Um, they would they would love to have had him in Kansas City, and but now they're going to see him twice a year. And um, there's there's a lot of fear that he's going to put together a good good program in in Las Vegas. Um, but otherwise, I mean, hey, Raheem Morris, I think is a is a guy who absolutely deserves another chance as a head coach. Um, some of the others, you know, with the names that are out there. I just can't imagine right now if you're an NFL organization, an NFL owner, and you're hiring a coach and Mike Vrabel and Bill Belichick are still on the sidelines. I just can't quite compute that. (laughs) Matt, you mentioned the coaching hires. Kind of give us a perspective of covering the Chiefs. And Andy Reid has won double-digit games now for nine consecutive years. What is it, aside from the X's and O's, that have made him so successful? And then, obviously, you got a lot of Taylor Swift talk, but Patrick Mahomes has been a bona fide superstar since he stepped on the field as a starter. What these two guys are like covering them on a weekly basis. Yeah, I mean, you, you can't really say that Andy Reid's a, a one-trick pony with Mahomes because he was winning double-digit games with Alex Smith before Patrick got here. And really, to me, you know, and I, I didn't have an opportunity to cover the Chiefs before Andy Reid. I, I came in during his tenure. But hearing the stories about, you know, some of the other uh, head coaches before that from from guys who had been on the beat for a while and hearing the Todd Haley stories and, and even some of the, the Herm Edwards stories, um, the attention to D. Detail and discipline is really, to me, what stands out with Andy Reid. Um, you talked to, and I think it was Sean Payton, who a number of years ago told us when he was in New Orleans that, you know, he could he could call up Andy Reid at any moment in time and know exactly where he was because he just has the same schedule year in and year out. Players know what to expect. Um, one thing you always hear about players, why they love playing for Andy Reid is that he communicates with them well. He's honest with them. Um, I, and I think that's something that really gets overlooked from a lot of head coaches as far as just you know, shooting straight with players, whether it's good or bad. And, and I think you certainly get that with Andy Reed. Um, I mean, it's definitely, you know, entertaining covering both these guys in, in Kansas city and Mahomes and Reed. Um, Andy is certainly more circumspect. Um, you know, he keeps, he plays his cards close to the vest. So he doesn't always tell you a lot. And sometimes he keeps back some of the things that you'd like to know. Um, but he's, I, I will say one thing about him. I think he's funnier than a lot of people give him credit for when he, he can crack some jokes every once in a while and it stuns everybody. And and I think the thing that surprised me the most about Patrick Mahomes is that he, even though he's been the biggest player on the planet the last few years, um, he still has time for everybody. I mean, he still takes you know time with his local media commitments and um, does a lot of charity work in Kansas City, too. Uh, the guy is indefatigable. I mean, he just seems to be able to be everywhere and do everything. I don't know how he fits in all of the uh, TV commercials and the, the charity events and football on top of that, but he finds a way to make it work somehow. 
It seems like Mahomes' parents did a good job. He comes across as somebody that was raised well. And by the way, Matt Derrick knows what he's talking about. He's got two books. One, Patrick Mahomes Showtime, if you want to read more about Patrick Mahomes. And another book, At Last, The Chiefs' Unforgettable 2019 Championship Season, along with being on the beat there at ChiefsDigest.com. Matt, the I started the conversation with the disrespect angle. I'm all just laid it out. You've got one of the all-time great coaches and one of the all-time great quarterbacks, and they're in the middle of a dynastic run, and they're four-point underdogs against the Ravens. Will they play that underdog role up? Absolutely. I mean, um, Patrick Mahomes does not need much motivation, but he will find it anywhere that he can. And and we've seen it. I mean, and sometimes the joke in Kansas City, one of his nicknames is Petty Mahomes uh, because of just how much he can he can pick up some disrespect angles from just about anywhere. And that's a term of affection for the Chiefs fans. It's not it's not a, a slide at all. Um, but you absolutely they feel like that they are the underdog. And on top of that, they feel like they're the villain. Um, they certainly felt like that going into Buffalo and they're embracing that. Uh, and, and honestly, I mean, if you look forward, um, they're not talking about it, but everybody in Kansas city knows that, you know, against either the 49ers or the, the, especially the Detroit lions, nobody would be rooting for the Kansas city chiefs. So they're kind of embracing it. And yeah, this, this point spread, getting the, the four points now, um, that's just playing right in to Patrick Mahomes, Travis Kelsey, both those guys. They are, they're, they're loving and relishing the underdog role. Um, I don't know how the Chiefs became an underdog, but <laughs> they've been able to portray themselves that way. And they're definitely drawing inspiration from it. Matt, two-part question. Was the defense expected to be at a level where they're second in scoring in the NFL this year? And then how do they contain Lamar Jackson when the play breaks down and where Lamar is at his most dangerous? Yeah, I'm not even sure the Chiefs' defense expected them to be this good. I mean, they they had high expectations, but they were talking like maybe a top five defense in training camp. And we probably should have expected it back then. I mean, because, you know, we were hearing from Andy Reid and Patrick Mahomes, you know, those windows in the secondary are pretty tight. I mean, and, and this was, I think, the certainly the worst training camp that Mahomes and the offense has had since I've been covering the team. And I've covered every year of Mahomes in Kansas City. So we probably should have had a clue that this defense was going to be pretty good. Um, but it was impressive the way that they just came out of the box built this way. You know, usually Steve Spagnuolo's defenses have needed time to gel. This one did not. And, and, and I think it's just a testament to the fact that, you know, Brett Veach, the general manager, has helped get, you know, Steve Spagnuolo the types of players that he wants that fits his scheme and what he wants to do. Um, and I, I, I forgot the second part of the question. I was starting to go into it. I was just, no, I was just going to say, how do you contain Lamar when the play breaks down? Because oh, yeah. that's where he's at his most dangerous. Yeah. And, and that's something that Steve Spagnuolo has had a lot of success with. I mean, they've had done a pretty good job with Lamar over the years. Uh, the Chiefs are three and one against Lamar. Um, the one loss, you know, coming on a late fumble uh, on a primetime game. Um, so they have done a pretty good job of trying. And, and what they try to do is just contain him in the pocket. They don't want him to get outside. They don't want him to be able to find any gaps up the middle. Um, their basic strategy is really let Lamar beat you with his arm and, and 
And if he beats you with his arm, they'll 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 tip their cap to him. Uh, I think he's got a better chance of doing that this year because he has got so many you know receivers. Um, but one thing you know the Chiefs do is they their, their scout team kind of goes into cheat mode this week. Um, they have Chris Oladokun, who's their scout team quarterback, and they just give him carte blanche to to run around and do everything that he can, like like Lamar would. Um, and they use a lot of speed receivers and tell them to just play as physical as possible and do everything that they can to just try and mimic that that Baltimore speed and what they've got. And we'll see if it works. I mean, it's it's been a pretty good strategy for them in the past with mobile quarterbacks. Um, but there's no doubt that's that's the one thing that they like to do. And, and now last week against Josh Allen didn't work so much in the first half. Josh Allen found some gaps. They closed them in the second half. I don't think they can get away with making second half adjustments against Lamar. I think they need to be able to, to stop that from the get go if they want to beat the Ravens. Okay, Matt, prediction time. You got a minute here. You mentioned Chiefs were a dog against the Bills. They're obviously a winner. They're dogs against the Ravens. What do you got for a prediction? Yeah, I, I I really think this is a coin flip game. I have a hard time really deciding one way or the other. Um, I think it should be a low scoring game. I think both defenses will stand out. Um, at the end of the day, though, I mean, I got to go with the team that has Patrick Mahomes. That's usually the team that wins. And uh, I'm I, right now, I, I think I'm leaning on 21-17 Kansas City. Okay. Great stuff. Again, you can check out the two books and read Matt Derrick at ChiefsDigest.com, at Matt Derrick on Twitter. And if the Chiefs end up there in, in Vegas, you can stop by the studio and hang out. Thank you, Matt. Appreciate it. Sounds like a plan. Would love to see you guys. Take care, everybody. Thank okay. Thank you very much. Yeah, Dustin just sent this. Bill Belichick is minus 1,600 to not be coaching in the NFL uh, next season. I mean, it's really, what, it's the Commanders and it's Seattle. Yeah. We know the Commanders are going to go young, and Seattle just fired, or excuse me, promoted Pete Carroll to the front office because maybe he had aged out of the job. So we'll continue to talk about that coming back here, Sharp Money. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. The Nikki Glaser Podcast. Her roast of Tom Brady stole the show. Now she's talking about it on the latest episode of the Nikki Glaser Podcast. I said, tell Tom Brady that I'm the Tom Brady of roasting. Lots of people roasted the goat, but only Nikki is still being talked about. Every time I refresh my DMs, it's 14 blue check marks of people I didn't even know who knew me are writing like paragraphs to me. Hear that in all episodes of the Nikki Glaser Podcast on America's number one podcast network, iHeart. Open your free iHeart app and search the Nikki Glaser Podcast to start listening. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. 
you'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans. The chaos in Washington, D.C. And trending topics on social media. As well as my straight shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So, listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. This is Sharp Money with Patrick Maher and Amal Shaw on VSIN, the sports betting network. Okay, bet $5, get 200 in bonus bets instantly at DraftKings. New customers when you use the promo code VSIN, V S I N. So again, use that promo code, get 200 bucks in bonus bets instantly. And remember, everybody, every day, DraftKings, no sweat, same game parlay. The crown is yours. I, I got an admission. Now, I'm an impressionable person, I'm kind of a donk. And so when I see things, I can be very much persuaded. The Tampa Bay Buccaneers had put together an outstanding like in-house documentary highlighting Dave Canales' work this year, and it'll pop up in your social media feed throughout the day. Uh, he is, he comes, so Dave Canales is the new coach of the Carolina Panthers, just 42, uh, a crazy ascension. 05, he was coaching the offense just down the street here at Carson High School in Los Angeles, and now he's the coach of the Carolina Panthers. But he comes across as such a sincere, good person in this little video that I watched during the break. I I don't know. He comes across as like a really good person, so we shall see. And then the other news, Jim Harbaugh, different kind of person. He is now going to be coaching, (laughs) being kind. He's going to be coaching the Chargers. And a shocker that broke live here on Sharp Money, Raheem Morris being hired in Atlanta to coach the Atlanta Falcons. So, again, boys, that's where we come back. That's the news we come back with. But Canales, Harbaugh, and Raheem Morris. So that leaves now two job openings. I got a name to throw at you. And this is not from social media. This is just me thinking. So we all agree we think Ben Johnson's going to be the guy there in Washington. Seattle hasn't hired a coach yet either. That leads me to believe he's on one of these four teams staff right now. I think the next head coach in Seattle is either going to be Aaron Glenn, defensive coordinator Lions, or Mike McDonald, defensive coordinator. That's the one that I'm literally just spitballing, but that's what I think you guys want to throw your hat in the ring here. No, when you said that, I I agree with you on McDonald. I didn't think about Aaron Glenn. I think you're correct. I think that's why you're seeing these openings. I mean, they've rushed very quickly to get everybody else filled in these positions. That makes complete sense. I look, you, you said it for several weeks now. It appears to Ben Johnson will wind up in uh, Washington. Yeah. And then Seattle was the final uh, one. And McDonald or Aaron Glenn makes sense, even though Pete Carroll was on the defensive side of the ball. That's where they need to be a little bit more. So you still have DK Metcalf, Kenneth Walker on the offensive side. So I, th- I think you're absolutely right. Depending on when those two potential teams would be eliminated or get to the Super Bowl after that, you could hear that announcement. Dustin, you want to take a stab? I don't think it's going to be Dan Quinn anymore. That kind of hey, it, it feels like that ship has sa- sailed a little yeah. bit. It would have happened by now. 
Like Dan yeah, Quinn's right, just sitting. Right. Uh, all he's doing is sitting around waiting for interviews. Like, yeah, there's hey, no reason. You're right. Seattle area code. I'm going to pick up. Like he had plenty of opportunities to convince <laughs> them in this time that he's the guy. So it's not him. It's not Canales who they have ties to. Um, I think so far Canales is probably, and just because it's the least amount we know, the the least inspiring of the hires, but I'm not going to say that he's not going to be the best coach of the bunch. I won't go out and say that, but had they hired Carolina Belichick instead of Canales, I would think it would be the worst hire of the bunch. So I'm going to give them credit with Canales. I thought Canales to Seattle because his ties there would have made sense, but they, they're obviously not interested in him. I like your call on uh, McDonald, the, the Ravens DC. I don't know who else it would be at this point. It's not Belichick. It might be Vrabel, but the way we're looking right now, Vrabel or Belichick and or both won't be coaching next year. Well, quick question for you guys. Remember, money's not a factor in Seattle. Could Ben Johnson be the guy in Seattle? (laughs) I think Ben Johnson... I mean, Patrick knows his vibe better than I do. I've never seen him speak. I actually saw he had a press conference the other day, and I meant to watch it, and I never did. You would rather go, if you you were picking these jobs, a place where there's no quarterback and you can pick your own guy than to be tied to Geno Smith. I don't disagree with that. He gave a, the, the kid's name is Peters that came over from San Francisco to be the general manager with the commanders and the commander's reputation is completely 180. You oh, know, yeah. it went from Daniel Snyder to yeah. Josh Harris and the Harris group. Uh, he gave a glowing review of Peters. So many are connect using that to connect the dots with Ben Johnson. Um, let me just say this because I've made so many concessions about the lions with the draft with Dan Campbell. I mean, we argued, and Amal and the listeners were right. But remember at the time I was arguing Daniel Jones or Jared Goff. So you guys were right. I was wrong. Now, I think Goff can be a product, a bit of the Ben Johnson system, but he's completely outplayed by expectations. I set it up that way to play this video because he's also done a good job ingratiating himself to the city of Detroit. He is kind of a goofy guy. I'm sure you guys have seen Jared Goff talk. He's kind of keeps to himself. He's like, Oh, kind of, you know, I don't know. Just kind of goofy. He's he's just, he seems like a sweet guy, I guess. Anyway, Bob Wojanowski writes for the Detroit news and he's been on the show before. He is a legend in Michigan Uh, He covers, obviously, the Lions. And at the presser yesterday, he was talking to Jared Goff about how special San Francisco's talent is and specifically how San Francisco, the 49ers talent, gets talked about more than the Lions. And here's the interaction. You guys got a lot of got a lot of really good players, obviously, but maybe that. Oh, thank you. Okay. I said thank you. You are. Maybe that viewed though as the superstars, like the 49ers have. All right, never mind. <laughs> but I mean, guys like St. Brown and getting you. Yep, St. Brown was first team All Pro, so. Right, right. Um, so is Panay. <laughs> sorry, continue. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Absolutely. But do you feel like there? This is a chance for more. Yeah, I know. I know what you're. I know what you're getting at. Yes, uh, I, I do. I think. I think we've got a lot of ton of ton of great players who um, maybe haven't had the the national stage that up to this point um, that a lot of a lot of other guys have, and obviously they have a ton of good players as well and, and a ton of pro bowlers and all pro players over there and um, it's it, yeah we, we feel like you know we've got a lot of good players too though like you mentioned and um, excited to play on another national stage and, and be able to showcase that 
Okay, so that was a great job by Wojo and Goff. Goff had a smirk on his face the whole time, so he was playing along. If you missed the beginning, Wojo said, so Jared, you've got a lot of great players, and he said, thank you. And then he said, maybe not as great or talked about as much as the 49ers. And he said, no, uh, what did he say? He said, uh, <laughs> never mind. Yeah. Right. Yeah, so that yeah. was why everybody was laughing. I, I thought it was a good little back and well, forth. I actually thought it was an important clip for this reason. This is exactly why Bill Belichick didn't get hired elsewhere. That, that interaction was small and minor. Exactly. But that exactly. summarized the difference. It's a good it's a really good point because if he's playing in New England golf, he's not having a fun interaction with no, reporters. Not They're not allowed. That vibe doesn't exist. Well, the response would have been, we're on to San Francisco. I don't know. Yeah, don't 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 give them any like McDaniels coached up the Raiders to not to give to be paranoid of the media. Matt Patricia used to coach up the Lions to not give the media anything. They're enemies. Like it's that serious. Settle down. But am I being a cornball here? There's something about when players defend their teammates that I just love. Because it just it lets me know that those dudes care about each other in that locker room. Well, I, I thought I yeah. thought he asked a great question. I thought it was a great response by Goff. He's like, Panay's first team, so is St. Brown. And But he also was honest enough to be like, I get what your point yeah. is, right? Like, the Niners are an yeah. all-star team. Yeah, 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 yeah. No pressure. I got to be honest, boys. I don't feel that there's – my expectations are the 49ers are going to win. There's no pressure. I'm super proud of the team, happy for the city and the state. Uh, I know you two have – each have two plays if you – Go ahead and fit them in if you want to on the way out here, boys. Yeah, just a couple. Uh, one starting at 7 o'clock Eastern, UNC Wilmington on the road at Northeastern Lane, two and a half here. I'm going to take uh, the uh, UNC Wilmington in this particular spot. They've won four in a row like them. And then Oregon State tonight at home in Corvallis, uh, getting 18 and a half against Arizona. This is simply a play on the number. Big number to cover on the road in a conference game. Uh, Jokic in Madison Square Garden against the Knicks. Hartenstein's out for New York. I don't know who the heck's getting rebounds for them. It's not Jericho Sims. It's not Precious. I, I can't say his last name. The guy they traded for with Anunoby from Toronto. Precious Achua. Yeah, uh, 11 Nailed and a half it. rebounds. I got even money last night. You can get 10 and a half at minus 140 right now on DraftKings. Uh, he averages 12.3 rebounds per game on the road. I don't see how he doesn't go over. And then Kobe White against the Lakers. Zach Levine's out. We ride Kobe White. 32 and a half points, rebounds, and assists. Let's go over. Okay, great job today, guys, because a lot of breaking news, including Raheem Morris, I'm sure, following show here on VSIN. We'll have more information, but Raheem Morris, you heard it here first, is going to be named the next head coach for the Atlanta Falcons. I want to thank Russell Brown, Josh Applebaum, Shane Trail, Brennan White, and Matt Derrick as well. Okay, we'll be back tomorrow. We've got a big football Friday show. Samish is going to join as well. So we'll have plenty on Championship Sunday. We've kind of saved it, right? We haven't given our plays yet. We've got side, total, props all ready to go for tomorrow. So, boys, enjoy your Thursday. Uh, tremendous job. Remember, vsin.com, brand new look. Make sure you go check it out. We'll see you tomorrow right here. Sharp Money. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals, 
Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.